変身One lecture. This is Tassel here <laughs> to talk to you about uh, the story of Tome Akavia, Kavaradir Saver. And lately, it's been a very rough time. Uh, uh, April Fools, guys. It's us. It, it's Common Rider with me. It's me, Kip, and it's uh, episode 76 of Common Rider to be looking at Kavaradir Saver, episode 27 28. And with me is James Baker or Cope 6 Senpai. Hey, James. What's going on, man? I got kind of excited. I thought I was really talking to uh, the legend, Tassel. No, sometimes like the power compels me, you know, it's just like, ah, <laughs> I would love to uh, have the spirit of Tassel in me sometimes, you know, my weird like pawn shop hat that says like Tassel's like initials is like, oh, I'm going to be like Tassel. Yeah, the confidence of this guy is off the charts, I swear. <laughs> yeah, they're finally uh, making that cat like a little more uh, that cast um, more evened out. but. Man, Tassel carried that in a way I haven't seen. Yeah, he's pretty much like the LeBron James of of Saber, to be honest. <laughs> My favorite part of like Tassel is like when like they get so mad at like Fox News about him, just like, ah, oh, is he your king? What's up with Tassel? <laughs> is Tassel as good as Michael Jordan? Let's talk. <laughs> I would if I could get Tassel, I'm not sure if I have the clout for that notoriously um, very secretive um, man, but I will try, people. Um, I'll try to get Tassel on here. Hey, he has a Twitter account now, so maybe reach out, see what happens. I have to wonder, um, what is Tassel going to do for April Fool's? I don't even know. Hmm. What could there be? Uh, maybe like a nice uh, Twitter beef with... Um, Soldier Boy or like Randy Orton, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen that or no? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't really get to look into it, but that is so wild. Soldier Boy would get his ass beat. That's yeah, cool. that's basically it. Because like, I'm not sure, but um, even when like it was 2007, Soldier Boy didn't have like a reputation for like being tough or like, you know. Yeah, and this this is probably gonna go on for a while since the whole celebrity fighting people for money thing is starting to get more popular again. <laughs> so uh, let's hope he doesn't agree to a fight with Randy Orton because that, that's going to turn bad real quick. Have you seen that? Uh, the other Paul, the Paul that's not fighting is going to be on WWE with like Sami Zayn. Like there's a whole thing for that. Like I'm not really like following that, but they seem to be getting like a lot of people because it's almost WrestleMania to show up. Yeah, they're making money off that. I mean, Good for those guys, but I mean, I'm not really into the whole celebrity fighting thing, to be honest. Yeah, because like that's not why you like them. Like, uh, it's just like I don't. I'm not sure what people like Jake Paul for. Is it just like lifestyle vlogging, basically? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. Maybe I'm too old for for the whole Paul brothers uh, <laughs> renaissance. But uh, I just don't like the whole doing stuff for clout type thing. And like in my house, like the only Paul that like 
we have room for is Paul Blart, and he would kick both their asses. <laughs> Just, <laughs> honestly, for real though, because like Kevin James, like um. Have you seen like his old like wrestling photos, like where he's just like super jacked? And apparently, it was like, like no, my girlfriend's looking at me right now, like what? Yeah, like Kevin James, um, used to do <laughs> MMA and shit, and like Dana White, like yeah, like Kevin James, like legit, like like people talk about him. No, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, like Kevin James, like used to like do like some combat sports. Wow, what the hell? Right. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. <laughs> Which Holy is like shit. Yeah, he was jacked. Yeah, back in the day, he was like no for his stuff. Had a movie about it. Here comes the boom. That was more of like a comedy movie where, like, to save the school or something, you had to do it. But yeah, look at that, babe. I would have never guessed. The dude's like <laughs> tall and stuff, and like he did that stuff. Uh, like a. Uh, there's like two paths that you can like lead, and one is like Brock Lesnar, and one is Kevin James. And she just asked a very important question in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 why didn't Kevin James MMA the ostrich that like attacked him? <laughs> and I think the answer is Paul Blart's just not as good at MMA when it's not like to do with like mall or like security based things, and mall security does not involve ostriches. All right, <laughs> I think she understands, but yeah. Every week we'll do like a new Kevin James update. Is like, as like <laughs> you know, he's the father of Tokusatsu. That's what we always say. But no, um, what have you up to like um in the past few weeks though, man? Oh man, like I'm I'm back on my shit, man. Like for real, for real. Like right now, I'm going through this crazy ass MCU rewatch. Like I forgot how oh, yeah, good seen films that. were, man. Oh my goodness, like I'm I'm really enjoying that. Uh, winter 2021 wrapped up, so um, I had some time to you know <laughs> calm down from that roller coaster ride of a season. And then uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. Um, Invincibles on Amazon Prime episodes one through three. That's the Walking Dead guys like Superman riff, right? That kind of thing. Yes. So oh, I've been wow. hearing about this comic book for years. One of my coworkers, he was like. I went through this crazy uh, Walking Dead comic book run a couple years ago. Kind of slowed down after a while. Uh, too many changes, too many things, and this and that. But he said, if I like that, to check out Invincible. And I never got around to it. And then uh, there was always rumors of the show coming out eventually. And I saw Amazon Prime pick that up. So I was like, I'll just wait for the show. Not glad I waited. Um, but uh, it's, it's so much fun. Um, if you guys are into the uh, whole, uh, com- you know, like typical... You know, comic book shows and like archetypes of certain characters and stuff like that with a cool storyline that's not super original, but it has it the ways it de- deviates from like the the typical cliche mm-hmm. "haven't got my powers yet" <laughs> type narrative. Um, but uh, it's it's really good so far. Three episodes in, if you get a chance to check it out. I was kind of surprised that like it wasn't live action. Like I thought, like when I heard like Amazon's making a show, it was going to be. Um... Like, oh, it's like, uh, who's even like a young actor? Like, it's gonna be like Finn Wolfhard and that kind of stuff, you know? But it's like cool that, like, it's like actually animated. Yeah. Speaking of the cast, half the cast is actually from The Walking Dead, which is fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. But, uh, they're doing a really good job with the voice acting and animations. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I'm already seeing, per usual, uh, comic book readers complaining about how the series went. And, when that thing when that happens, 
I kind of like that they switch the directions a little bit to keep the character, the uh, comic book readers guessing instead of like having the ability to spoil everything, you know? Yeah, like there's like good and bad ways of doing it. There's like um, you really don't understand the material, and there's like you're changing things up, and it's like a delicate balance. But like it's it's also like um, whenever anything gets like adapted, like it's kind of like um, reading the Bible and arguing with the Pope kind of thing. Like it's just like a like one like interpretation, and like you have that like original text right there you know what have you been watching oh uh, a, a lot honestly um we took like a birthday weekend so we like uh watched like snyder cut for example and oh i forgot about that yeah i watched that too what'd you think i thought it was a movie um and it wasn't as bad as the previous movie but yeah like, it was fine like it was definitely uh <laughs> indulgent there was definitely like multiple scenes of just like ancient lamentations or like people like uh randomly singing in iceland while holding sweaters for like 15 minutes did you guys uh crush it in one sitting or did you treat it like a uh, tv show no we had one sitting but like the fact that the fact that like it, it was in parts honestly bring that back like if you have like a movie over like 90 minutes like two hours like i wouldn't mind like an intermission in general so yeah we, we treated it episodically <laughs> I think it took us like two days to finish, but I enjoyed it. Um, completely different movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and what they took out of, you know, took away from Cyborg and Flash is, should be criminal. Like, Cyborg was damn near the main character in this, in the Snyder Cut, to be honest. And uh, I remember there was rumors after uh, this movie first came out about Cyborg having his own standalone film featuring Flash. And I'm like, why the fuck would they do that? And now I see why. Like, Snyder was definitely setting it up for him to have his own little solo movie um, with uh, Flash as the sidekick. But, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, um, I wasn't going to get into spoilers, but I'm pretty sure everybody had, had a, hasn't had a chance to watch a four-hour movie yet. So I'll keep that to myself. But um, I like what they did with the film. No, yeah. Um, I think that there's definitely clear stuff. Like, um we were talking like, oh, we'll judge it because there's one scene where like Batman's talking and like Wonder Woman's like asses it in the frame, like <laughs> most of the frame and like the Josh Whedon version. And like in this version, like that wasn't there. Like there was like a weird like anime fall on the boobs flash moment that like was cut out. There's like a lot of like um there's a moment where a character <laughs> appears in the movie and um the line in this version is you spoke and the line and the other version had to be badly ADR'd in because they've been quipping the whole time. Like, it was very clear, actually. Like, there was a lot of weird pressure going on. Also, this wasn't the original vision. The original vision was not four hours long. <laughs> the, in, the like, original, ver- whatever that, like, original movie was, if Zack Snyder got to, to stay and maybe not be, like, meddled as much as he clearly was, would have been, like, two hours, 15 minutes and had, like, a three-hour director's cut but four hours is a lot just damn yeah i think there's a way to make this into a a great movie with three hours but um i'm good with this i don't really need another cut (laughs) you know what i mean uh and like also like not necessarily like a criticism of, of like Zack snyder but of the fans a lot of bad actors a lot of like a lot of bullying like Sure, they've raised some money for charity, but like, I don't like that. Um, you already have people like being like, Well, we threw like a tantrum, so let's do it again with like trying to get like a David Ayer cut or like r- review bombing like 
Godzilla versus Kong. It's just like I don't like that like the bad part of this is people getting emboldened to get what they want, you know? Yeah, I'm already seeing petitions for <laughs> the cut of the Suicide Squad film. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, bro. Like I do not want to see an uh, extra two hours of Jared Leto as Joker. Like, please don't. Yeah. I kind of wish that they would just recut this movie to not have Jared Leto in it. Why and, like, is he in James it? Joker. Like, oh my I'm oh. like I was trying to I was trying to sympathize with him as Joker and him saying like he got had so much get cut out, but I could just see like how cringy he could have been. <laughs> like <laughs> like overacting and doing this and that. But I just I just don't think that was a great casting for Joker. And like that was my least favorite part of Justice League was him, you know, just talking to Ben Affleck. And like just it's so I don't like that the Joker's basically become like freaking like Hamlet, like a role that like all actors want to play or something now because like that's what's happened apparently but like just recast it man it's like the only role in comic book movies now that you could win an award for you know what i mean yeah like oh my god his performance as joker was wild you could like a hundred percent though like change who plays joker every movie and it would be fun though like that would be like a fun way to do that like oh now it's um jake gyllenhaal oh now it's nicholas cage like there are so many it's very easy to kind of like make that problem disappear of like the Jared Leto thing but I don't know um I do need to call out though um watch the, the Twilight movies finally finish that series uh Twilight yeah movies? yeah um is this like a remake or the old ones the old ones from like 2000 oh, okay. whatever yeah um have you seen those or no I don't believe so um we just had like a box set and like was like, oh like here's Robert Pattison, here's Kristen Stewart, that kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. I just kind of spent the whole time just being like, uh, oh, well, at least at some point these characters are gonna have chemistry. <laughs> and they really didn't. They're just they're not as bad as people say and people get like really upset because like they're something that like teenage girls enjoyed so people like had to be like the most mad at them i feel like and like you still get people like ready to be like well at least this is a dome like twilight it's like come on it's okay not to like some films (laughs) that like people liked because they were at high school or whatever you know it was just a they weren't like terrible they were just like very much not my shit and like not great i'll say (laughs) i don't know okay and also like we finally watched after what felt like years, New Mutants. Have you seen that movie or no? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Actually, <laughs> what'd you think? Oh, uh, I liked it. Like it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be, like a horror tinge, like X Men movie. Like I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like I, I liked the characters. I liked how small it was. I was like, oh wow, people seem to hate this movie, and I like can't tell why. <clears throat> what do you think on it? Uh, my reaction was it was okay. Um, like an hour afterwards, I started forgetting what happened. <laughs> so it wasn't like one of those movies that stick with me for a long period of time. But there was a lot of moments in it that I did like. Uh, I forget the character's name. She had like the sword for arm and she mm-hmm. was like, could transport to- yeah, that was, that was a really good character. I wish they had more of her of it, her in it. But, uh, I just thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, I might cut this based on the reaction that I get back home, but, um, <laughs> My girlfriend's partially named after that character. Oh. 
yeah, she has young nerdy Parrot. But uh that's cool. Yeah. So, so she's uh, probably hyped when she fun. saw like <laughs> her on the screen. Also Anna Taylor Joy. Um also made that very hype. But yeah, just I think they can totally make the like they're doing multiverse stuff, just be like, hey, these couple of young X-Men actors are the canon version of these characters. Like that would be fun, you know? Yeah. Because like I think they're probably gonna do that with Deadpool and his cast, so there is actually one last major movie franchise that I engaged with in these past like two weeks. It's very important. Um, can you guess what is another important cinematic universe that I would have thoughts and feelings on and be glad to learn more about <laughs> right now? Whoa. Uh, cinematic universe. There's not too many. Um, see, Harry Potter, uh, MCU, you already brought up it was uh i'm I'm stuck um this is the titanic franchise what it's a big monster franchise pacific rim godzilla i got back into the dark universe okay was which film uh there's only like one uh there's the mummy movie which i did not watch um and the invisible man movie which isn't actually part of it, but might be part of it that I also did <laughs> did not watch. It is I got now. involved in the Dark Universe wiki on fandom.com. Wiki? Yeah. Um, they announced so many freaking movies for this franchise. It's incredible. I started by looking at the page for like Invisible Man. I was like, oh, is this part of the Dark Universe? I want to see how it connects. And the answer is it doesn't. But um it did that thing on like a wiki where it's like um, locations, earth and like sentient species, human and nothing else. Like it was just like, oh, that's all the details you have is that like people are in this. <laughs> um, and it's like has like weird comments like underneath like Invisible Man 2, like a like movie that's not out yet. It has like no material for it uh, just has somebody commenting. It is spooky and scary, too, which I really love. I was like, okay, this is a good little slice of, the, of like weird internet. Um, yeah, it sounds like the Midgets page a couple months ago. Or like um, under the untitled creature from the Black Lagoon, there's I'm waiting for this film very much. <laughs> but also, there is the movie that I am most excited for. And like, I would go right now. I haven't been to any movie theaters since the pandemic started. But I would go right now for this movie. Uh, it is the ultimate the ultimate monster movie that you could make. Um, what do you think it is? Not Godzilla vs. Kong? No, even better. Even better? No idea. The Monster Mash movie. <laughs> monster Mash? That would be sick. I would give it all up right now to go see the Monster Bash in theaters. That's like the fucking Avengers of monster right? films. That'd be dope. Why haven't they done it yet? They already have like an Avengers like coming out called like Dark Army, but there's also the Monster Mash, which I have to assume is like the real shit. Like that's like, oh, like part one is Dark Army, part two is the Monster Bash where they celebrate like if you just released a four hour cut of a movie that's just like zooming in through like Antonio Banderas as like Dracula and like <laughs> whatever like just like hanging out in like a castle and like in costume I would pay good money to see them dance to that 
<laughs> but no, uh, that's me, I guess. Just I can't. The Dark Universe fan wiki is a treasure that I will keep going back to personally. That's funny. While we're here on Monsters, I know the pod's running a little bit long, but have you seen uh, Godzilla vs. Kong yet? No, um, that just came out like yesterday night, right? Or like morning? Yeah, once we get done with the pod, I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, um, I'm kind of down on those movies, so I'm hoping it's good. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I'll, prob- I'll probably watch it soon. What do you feel about those movies in general? Uh, Kong Island was cool. Um, I'm interested to seeing if they really connected or if it's just like, oh, this is what happened, yada yada. Uh, the last Godzilla movie was okay. Um, but uh, I'm always good for a good uh, kaiju fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was my main problem with that last movie. I was like, ah, uh, like um, like King of Monsters or like the King Ghidorah one. I didn't like the fight. So like, hopefully this time they have them more engaging fights you know and i think that's why they went to the versus versus battle <laughs> yeah uh with this one for more uh for more scenes like that but i'm pretty sure somebody's going to pop up and they're going to join forces and defeat it and split ways because they always find a way to cop out so you just said it but um there's probably still people doing like andrew jackson versus abe lincoln like rap battles or whatever it's like <laughs> there must be like a questionable made up person dressed up like King Kong and somebody dressed up like Godzilla just like having a really bad like rap like that's got to be a thing right <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure if you type that in it'd pop up hey big hairy <laughs> bitch how you're going bananas well I'm gonna give you a slam out like well, whatever they say you know but no um <laughs> I digress but with that um we should switch over to Comrade Saber And we are back. This week of the Takama Rider Saber episode 27 and episode 28. Um, chapter 27 is titled Sorrow, Turning Into a Smile. Chapter 28, Writing the Past, Drawing the Future. So um, what do you think of these two episodes, like James? I love these two episodes. And I, I know I say this every few weeks, but episode 27 is the best episode, in my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked a lot of the things that he did with this episode, especially... You know, uh, finally getting back to the theme of the show about books and storytelling. <laughs> we kind yeah. of drifted away from that for a while. So it's kind of cool to see Toma actually, uh, you know, write a happy ending for uh, the the elemental dra- or the yeah, the elemental dragon. And uh, even though episode 28 was a recap, it was cool to see them flesh out Toma a little bit more and show his success as an author and to get into the mythos of uh, the wri books and alter books so i had a good time how about you yeah we were starting to sound like really washed and like just like be like oh look can we talk about books right now like i'm like really like wishing like we get back to books but like i'm glad they <laughs> finally did yeah no after uh, making fun of it for weeks <laughs> yeah um they're on a really good streak um i did not think um they would get here like at a certain point or like i was like hopeful and i was like okay like a lot of shows have like that first like core that's kind of like bad but yeah they've been doing well um i think that um 
these were two very solid episodes. Like I think that like episode like 27 was like a really good like bow on what they're currently doing. And episode 28 like really helped like the play setting for like what's next. And I like uh think they have a bunch of characters that make sense and like work well and they have like some good plots and like some like great fight scenes. So I'm just thinking okay, they have like everything in play now. They've like made the moves and now they just like have to like keep on it you know mm-hmm. episode 27 um is kind of like the culmination of like the whole like primitive to like um to elemental like dragon arc and um i really liked it like i'm glad they let it have consequences like let it last a while but um what do you think about like um like this whole episode and like uh, like I really enjoyed it. Even him going into like I, I kept calling it the hyperbaric t- time yeah, chamber, me too. <laughs> and he keeps getting defeated by uh, by the dragon and trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this kid. So, um, one of the biggest complaints we had about this show at the beginning was that he hasn't been challenged. Like it seems like everything has just been given to him. So, this was a really good example of seeing him struggle to finally find a solution to help this kid, um, and to see him finally get to that point. Um, felt rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I kept thinking about uh, Naruto. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you know, like anytime if Nine Tail Fox takes over, he kind of goes berserk until you're trying to figure it out. And then uh, whenever they do, you know, come to a solution, like oh, all you need is friends. The elements are your friends. I thought it was kind of corny, but then it makes sense because he was the elemental dragon. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the last Airbender in a sense. <laughs> I liked it too because like part of his character that's been talked about and like very rarely looked into is like how good he is with kids and how good he is at making stories. So like as like a like resolution seeing him like do that I think worked. It like was definitely like a little bit like okay like this is them putting their stamp. This is what this character does. And like as long as they like keep on that like I think that's like good because like it's like kind of been like an implied trait for a while you know. I can't remember. Was it this episode or next? When when uh, May was like, "I need you to write a book." He's like, yeah. "This is the perfect time to write it." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> this is the perfect time to write a book?" <laughs> Though honestly, um, probably like um, <laughs> sometimes just like um, the perfect time is the worst time, you know. Well, we can ask George R. R. Martin when's the perfect time to uh, write a book because he never know how to start him, doesn't know how to finish him. That but. motherfucker. Start of the pandemic, he said, "If I'm at Dragon Con 2020 and I haven't uh, finished my book, you could lock me up." And then the pandemic started. I know what you're doing on Live Journal, George. Stop watching football. <laughs> no, and um, he's fucking inking deals with HBO. I'm like, we don't give a fuck. We want wins and winner. Come on, George. You got Get so it. much money to Get it together. He's never gonna finish that shit. He's too paid now. It's kind of like one, like an artist that's like uh trying to make it. And it's like music is awesome, then he finally gets paid and his music sucks. I think that's like what's going on with George now. He's he needs to be humble. Well, he bought a second identical house just to store all of his collectibles. Wow. And like um, I forget, but like there's some documentary on um like on people that have DeLoreans or something, and like um this person was like, Yeah, so no, um it's like a documentary on the E.T. like Atari games that got buried and this person um, that's like doing the documentary is like 
Yeah, so I had to get my DeLorean back from George R. R. Martin, and like George R. R. Martin stuff started listening like DeLorean gives it to him. It's like, wait, <laughs> what? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you doing right here? Hmm. Uh, no. Um, I am confident. I like those books like better than the show, even before they really fucked it up around like the fifth season on. Uh, but for some people, <laughs> books are easier to write, <laughs> and that is Toba. Yeah, maybe Tom- Toma could finish the uh. Story of Ice of Fire or Song of Song of Ice of Fire. <laughs> He's gonna write endings apparently. So Jon Snow and his friends beat back <laughs> the evil, and they talked. Um, and then something about like the weird like. So in each of the different Song of Ice of Fire books, George R. R. Martin has like a new fetish, and it's like ah, uh, and her round dark nipples and like <laughs> her like swaying hips and that kind of thing. So maybe it's like. <laughs> <laughs> randomly Toba's talking about like yeah and those weird dipples on like her back when she's really hot <laughs> whoa, whoa. that went left but no uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, it's fun to see Toba in the hyperbolic time chamber and like actually talking with a kid and making a story it's all like characteristics of him actually ha- like being shown not told and like him struggling which is great yeah and this story ending for uh the primitive dragon and the kid did he ever get a name <laughs> no he didn't okay um kind of made this group feel like an actual friendship now you know what i mean like for a couple of weeks it felt like it was just a group of guys working together <laughs> just guys being dudes <laughs> you know what i mean and fighting the midget now they actually feel like friends don't they yeah like they've been through some shit together and like i think um we get like a lot more detail on like a lot of groups here. Like I liked seeing the Medjid like hanging out in the pig space, like looking at Tassel who like looks like he's at like fucking like Bonnaroo or something like Tassel. <laughs> I, like Tassel looked like he was on Instagram, like at like Firefest, like with that like flower thing. Just I don't even know. Yeah, that'd be so sick if somebody like whenever we're able to you know, go to shows again. Somebody just cosplays as Tassel at a at a rave or some shit. It'd be so sick. Oh, when they do like the f- know how for like the Olympics they have to like ship in more condoms. When they do like some kind of anime convention, they're gonna have to bring like twenty thousand more condoms in for like Tassel and like his like various friends. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh and most of like twenty seven is like a big like very anime let's have like a stalling fight scene because like a like villain got like a new power up because like legale gets like a forbidden mode and like is like all unstable and gets smacked immediately crazy i was like oh shit i actually killed somebody for <laughs> yeah which is good because they have so many freaking characters of the show yeah they they get rid of one and introduce another one i see i started to get see a pattern here also, we got to see Toma meet Tassel for the first time, which is always eerie. Like, I swear to God, anytime I see that guy in the real world, I'm like, oh, it's Tassel. <laughs> Do you get that Every time too? you see that guy in the real world, like when you're like getting groceries, you're like, oh, damn, it's Tassel over there. Oh, no, on the show. <laughs> I wish I saw Tassel in the real world. <laughs> no, Tassel would like be like, hey, like, can you hold this gun for me? It's hot. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, it's always cool and like the way that like tassel seems to be like a part of everything like i really like it um 
like when he had that kid, I was like, oh wow, like he's engaged, like he's like reaching out to people. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the new form. It's kind of like very, <laughs> it's very like you have all the powers and you're like on fire, but it works. It works. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Very uh, like I keep saying, last Airbenderish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I um do like that we get like um Rintaro helping too with his cool Blastoise cannon form that hasn't done shit. What a waste <laughs> of time! What time? Yeah. Um, and like you said, um, like twenty eight's more of like a clip show. Like there's like a lot of like here's the first episode, like here's this moment, but it does actually do a lot too. It's just like half clip show like half like new stuff yeah i usually get annoyed when uh <clears throat> episodes do this because it feels fillerish but i kind of needed this recap and i feel like they didn't really have room to explain more about the books at the beginning maybe due to covid but uh i'm glad it took this took some time now to make the uh beginning of this es- uh episode a little bit more uh fleshed out for toma and uh, a little bit of tidbits here and there that i f- kind of forgot about yeah, they had a lot they wanted to do with the lore of this show, so it definitely feels like this is kind of what they had to do, because, like, there's lots of, like, basic stuff where it's, like, okay, if, like, you want me to know, like, you have to, like, make sure that, like, I know, and, like, they added stuff, like, the four sages that lead Logos now that are above Master Logos, it's, like, okay, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff, a lot of detail, but okay. Mm-hmm. They also do talk about how they feel like the um, the caliber sword um, Kuroyami is like what's corrupting people or showing people the future in a way where they like betray their friends and try and like kill them. So that's interesting. Like I like how they're like coming around a bit to like okay, we know Kento's was legit, so let's try and um, understand what's causing him to be this way and how we can help him. Yeah. I will say Kento taking on the burden of that his father once experienced has become one of the most compelling storylines for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, this dude is li- literally inheriting, you know, like how they say like generational uh, hate or generational like poverty or, you know, trying to break the curse of your, the generation before you. This is exactly what Kento is doing right now. So that's kind of intriguing. Yeah, no, it's like really for him too. Cause, um, we saw before like it was like a a like proper down capitalized like hate too. like we saw him like being reckless like we saw him like losing his temper and like going for stuff like him trying to fight caliber one-on-one is how he like got got you know so like to see then like here's like the fullness of it it's really powerful you're right this is where like the whole like doing a sequel to your book like comes up and um yeah, I'm wondering um, how you felt about um, seeing this is how Toma got like his wealth and like his bookstore. Because before it was kind of nebulous what happened there. I thought it was one of the best parts of the episode, to be honest. Because um, we, really we really didn't know who the hell this guy was for the longest. We didn't even think he was a, deserved the title as main character or main writer. <laughs> and now that we see like he's had success, he knows how to write. He's good at this shit. It, it, it definitely helped the story for sure. And, like, that's, like, part of it, like, you know, like, you're getting, like, a little older when you're, like, damn, this is a nice house. What are you doing? Like, yeah, like, like don't you, like, not have a job right now? You, you own a doing? bookstore? 
know what I'm saying? It's like, where? How did this happen? And it didn't didn't have the uh, chance to flesh that out at the beginning, probably due to COVID. But uh, I'm glad they revisited it for sure because they could have yada yada it to be honest. But for them to actually do it, I appreciate it. I um, like more and more when shows don't don't yada yada like someone's like what their money is. It's like I'm just like, oh damn, that's like a too <laughs> nice. Like I'm not sure how you're gonna make that work. But okay, damn. You went to college and you got a house? Damn. Uh, but no. Uh, we also get the update on the Medjid too. Uh, and they're like fine. They're like, ah, oh, he died. It's fine. But like, I love how like the show seems to be focusing on like the Logos beef. But they like have like piles of books and like, yeah, we killed so many people and we've made so much progress and like nobody's even looking at them. Right. Like the logos guy is turned into the Mad King, right? Every time I see his chair, I just think of Thrones with all the yeah, melted no. swords on it. <laughs> and he's like the Mad King. That would honestly be like a really cool thing if like um he became like a like monster, but it was like all like melted swords, like that kind of thing. And that would look great. Yeah, they could have did like melted books too, but I could the design wouldn't have been as cool because it'd be a bunch of squares. <laughs> I like too that um we get like more detail on like logos where like we briefly see like master logos be like i had toma do stuff because it made things happen and so far they have been able to like capitalize on that and they have like most of the stuff they need so then he's like all right now i'm gonna bring this guy to kill him <laughs> yeah that's what yeah i think i saw a spoiler for who that guy could possibly be maybe it's just rumor but We'll see next episode. Reka calls him Honisama, which might just be like elder, might be brother, might be like cousin. Oh, okay, so it's a sure. translation spoiler. So it could be anything. I saw a brother, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that's like another sword. So that's our second to last sword, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fun. Um, And the Medjid also like seems like the Chartivist like I mentioned is like talking now and it's like part of the group and they're very supportive and it's like oh okay that's fun yeah the Medjid are finally interesting like, I, I like seeing them pop on screen and seeing what they're up to versus who the hell are these guys <laughs> what'd you think about Ren this episode Ren um that was a good like slow burn plot line I think because like Ren of all of the swords has kind of felt like the least relevant rider character <laughs> Mm-hmm. in general uh so it was nice to be like oh we need something to happen in, in like this episode that's mostly about like reminding people stuff let's bring this like relationship back into the fold which is good um what do you think about like how they did like the ren and kento like finally like meeting again uh i really liked it i saw a lot of people online bashing ren this episode but i think this is probably the best he's been i'm not team ren or anything like that i still hate the fucking guy but um <laughs> <laughs> he was making sense. He was like, yo, this is our friend. What the fuck are we doing? Like, let's go over here. But <laughs> Kento was not having it, bro. He's just like, nah, I'm taking your sword. And to see Ren so high strung on power and you know what I'm saying, his reaction. Great acting, by the way. Once his sword got sealed, it's just show how like how how painful that was for him. I'm starting to think that he may turn into a magic. What'd you think? For Kento? Nah, for Ren. Like, since he doesn't have his sword anymore, he's power hungry. I could see him definitely doing anything to uh, become a magic or getting recruited by the magic. What do you think? 
I don't know. Yeah, it's hard because um, he's somebody that like, much like the show itself, like is such like a blank slate. They can do whatever they want. But I think like his rage and like his like situation, I would love to see him like make a choice like that. Like it could be something as simple as like they have like the the forbidden book from when Legale got killed. So maybe it's just like I'm gonna just like use this now and become like that form but like a me maybe like i don't know like it's hard to know but um he could definitely like turn villainous i think yeah i think he has the potential to just say fuck you guys i'm joining magic we also got a i always butcher his name decest yeah appearance first in, first one in a minute still not sure what his whole <laughs> plan is he kind of just pops in and out here and there but uh he's like <laughs> the like indie shit now it's like okay like it went from like what's tassel doing to what's the budget doing yeah to what's logos doing to what's disaster doing yeah i want to know what disaster is up to like um he's taking over their instagram and like their like twitter and like posting selfies a lot <laughs> which one of our fans um said that to me but um it was like uh just like yeah um sure fine if uh he looks good, I guess. So yeah, um, Gnosis Goblin King was a fan, but yeah, um, I have no clue what this ass is doing. But sure, just go for it. Just, I love how like this like whole series plot is. Let's have the least. Let's highlight and like get everyone invested in the most obscure, least defined like plotline we can. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, and there's one more thing that happens in this episode is um well. Two more things. Thomas Sames Ren, I think he was only half sealed because of it, maybe. Because he was like still transformed, but he like couldn't use like his like wind powers, I guess. I'm not sure. But um beats Kento and Kento's like, ah. But then um May also starts to see the Wonderworld at the end too. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think is going on here? I think we're gonna get like a sick arc like once they like put like a put like a midget in her like i think like that's gonna be like an important moment like big arc uh i'm not sure um what's going on like i'm trying to like a wild take that was like is she luna i'm like i don't think she's luna that was a wow but uh previous people that we've seen that have seen these shapes in the clouds have turned into midget so i'm thinking that's more what happens yeah like she's probably gonna get turned i think like fairly soon maybe in the next like couple arcs or like being able to see the wonder world means like she can help them do stuff, but then she's the more she does it, the more powerful she gets. If the Medjid want to put like a Medjid in her, she's had a lot of utility roles in this show. I feel like, like from like comedy relief to like love interest to like support member and having like that whole like special book that goes, maybe she, um, Maybe she has some weird plot line or like she finds Sophia. She like figures out what's going on with disaster. Like who knows? Maybe it's something like that, you know, like there's so many things that could happen. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens too. What do you think is like the next step in the show though? Like what's next for Saber? Um, Definitely taking down the master logos. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them return back to the Southern base and seeing how they, uh, you know, get this guy to stop doing what he's doing. Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the Medjet and uh, more Tassel. <laughs> um, he finally met Toma. I wonder if Toma is going to, you know, try to reach out to him more often now. Maybe he has a cell phone number or something. But uh, we'll see. What do you think? Yeah, I think more Tassel, more lore. Um, definitely gonna. Seems like the plot's honing in on the Swords of Logos right now. So like, I would love it if they like just do something like, "Oh, we finally figured out the Sword of Logos." It's like, yeah, the Medjid like did their shit. The world's over. <laughs> like, oh, let that be fun. Um, I think that um, I want to see what they're doing with like the the swords. Like, part of me is like. They have so many like weird under people in like the sort of logos. Like I wonder if we're gonna get like a like mass produce like crappy sword rider that's like not as strong, but there's like twenty of them. Like that would be fun. Like I always love those like weird like trooper characters. Uh there's just enough like mystery still that they could do whatever they want, but I think we're gonna get like some cool big fight scenes, like interesting like power ups and characters like from it. But uh I think Luna's gonna just like completely show up and uh, probably fuck things up pretty bad, I think. Think so? Yeah, like I think she's not going to be like on the side of let's make this easy. Like she's either going to be like, I'm here because the world's over, stop trying, or she's going to be like on Master Logos or like the Medjid side. Like I don't know. Like, hmm. I can't see her like making the plot simpler to know you're real. But uh, yeah, so. Let's come our saber. Uh, next episode, I think we're getting a new rider, which is fun, and some more fight scenes. Always good. Ooh, just cracked my neck. That was good. <laughs> I heard it. That's that microphone. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that though, James, uh, I can go find you when you're not talking about Tokusatsu. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Copacetic Senpai. Where can I find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast. Uh, Podcast at commonridewithme.com is our email. If if you want to send us questions or suggestions, we are starting to plan our summer out pretty fully. We have a couple things on the table, but do want to hear from people if they want to see more Power Rangers, see some more deep dives. Um, last year was like a long look for summer at like one thing, which was like fun, and like we'd potentially pay down for that look again. Uh, there is a Come out to me at twitter.com and Instagram. Thanks to Berserk for the use of our theme song, uh, Come Writer Love. And also, if you go to comewriter.com slash episodes, you can find all our episodes. Comewriter.com slash merch. You can find our merch. All the proceeds from that are going to the Trevor Project. Uh, and yeah, um, real quick, uh, we didn't... There was a lot going on and weird schedules, so I do just want to say uh, we... At Comrade to Me, have solidarity with our um, our friends in the uh, trans and the Asian communities. Just like right now, they've both, as groups, been r- really, <laughs> really badly put upon by like hate and violence. And we just want to say uh, that we um, love and support them, and that there is no fandom that does not support and elevate those voices. Uh, but yeah, um, what we learned today, James. Speaking of Comrade Saber, I guess. <laughs> I was like, that was a lot. Um, yeah. I guess uh, listen to Comrade with me and keep watching Saber. Damn. You got to get April Fool's joke. <laughs> Don't listen to... 
Uh, it's it's common ride with me, but it's spelled C U M, like the jizz. <laughs> Damn, got him. 